Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Bree, and I'm so excited. I have author Faye Achampong here. Faye, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, let's start with, tell us the, a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so I would say I'm a romance author um, for Harlequin Romance. Uh, my debut harlequin book just came out um the christmas that changed everything i would say i'm really inspired by like 2000s rom-coms so just the movies i watched growing up and i kind of tried to give it like a modern approach what were some of your favorite rom-coms i used to watch like a cinderella story with like hilary duff and chad michael murray like every weekend <laughs> or like oh, um, i love her <laughs> yeah Anger Stongs and Perfect Snogging. That's another one I used to watch all the time as well. <laughs> Hilary Duff is great. She's, uh, I don't know if you've been watching it, if it's over there, but she's in like, um, it's called the How I Met Your Father. And I'm like, she's just so Ooh. timeless. She's so gorgeous. And I love seeing her like in these like made for TV kind of rom-com series. It's, she's, she's just so great. I'm still in mourning because... Um, Lizzie McGuire reboot never came out so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I have some icebreakers for you um, let's start here if you came with a warning label what would it say quiet but deadly <laughs> quiet but deadly I love that okay what's one of the last songs to get stuck in your head uh, probably probably a Nicki Minaj one um, I'm gonna go with um yeah, Nicki Minaj, big difference. <laughs> What's one movie or television show you'll never stop watching? Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Oh, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh my gosh, Viola is amazing the in that show. The goats. She's amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I, I love hearing romance origin stories. So how did you become a romance reader? So... Like, my mom has, like, a huge romance book collection. And, like, I remember, like, I stole one of the books. Like, I stole a copy of this Joanna Lindsay book. And, like, the plot was in different areas because there was so much going on. Like, the heroine was a professor who'd gained possession of, like, this ancient Scandinavian sword. And, like the hero was like a viking who was tethered to the sword so they end up like falling in love and there was this time travel element going on like she was going back to the viking era he was traveling to the 80s or 90s whenever the book was set and like i was 11 years old reading this book for the first time and i was just <laughs> so like just captivated by the plot and like I think it's called Until Forever by Joanna Lindsay or something. But yeah, that was the first romance book I ever read. And like since then, I've just really been into the genre. See, I came to romance late and oh, okay. I I teach sixth graders here. So like they're 11 now. And I'm like, I love when I hear stories like yours. Like I, I, I snuck this book and I was about 11. And I'm like, the kids that I teach now would never <laughs> It's just like, it's like a certain generation. I feel like we did that thing. Whereas kids now, yeah. like, I can't imagine any of them reading a Joanna Lindsay and like being able to talk about it, you know, however many years later, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I think it was just like that 
childish curiosity. To be honest, I think it still exists, probably just for maybe a different format or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe kids are, like, sneaking their mom's Kindle now or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've aged out, but I'm sure I'm sure it still, still exists. Um. Well, I read on your website that you pinned and uploaded your first novel to Wattpad at 16. So, I mean, had you always been writing and like, I, I kind of, I feel like I missed the era of Wattpad. I don't know what I was doing. So like, tell me about that whole world and like putting your first novel on there. I mean, honestly, I think I was just like bored during the summer holidays. Like, yeah, I'd just done the exams. So I had like lots of free time and I just thought like, you know, just just go for it. Yeah. It was very, very spontaneous. I don't think the story I wrote was good, but um I'm glad I <laughs> I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I think back then oh, it was like during um I think Kissing Booth had just been taken down because like the author wanted to publish it like traditionally and then you know as we know the Kissing Booth movies came out on like Netflix so like there were whisperings back in the day that like if you put your story on Wattpad you could get published like traditionally but that was never really my motive I think I just wanted to try something new and it was such a fun place to be like at the time this was in the 2010s so like it was just a lot of young people kind of uploading their stories you know whether that was original or like one direction fan fiction but it was I think it was just really fun because it kind of gave it gave me at least that sense of control that I could say whatever I wanted to say um through my own characters through my own creations um it really started out as a hobby do you remember what it was about the book you you uploaded i mean i don't want to give (laughs) plot specifics but it was definitely like a royal romance like yeah it it wasn't good it was not (laughs) it wasn't good like over here we have this soap opera called like eastenders it's just like people living in the east end of london but like i feel like i could describe it as like EastEnders meets like a royal romance kind of thing like there's a prince he runs away from his nation to sample civilian life and he ends up living in the East End and he falls in love with like just an ordinary gal love it I love that especially like knowing that this is like teenage you (laughs) right yeah like (laughs) yeah of course it was very dramatic and I don't think I had a good understanding of like plot structure or like actual relationships back then, but it was a very fun time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and when you're a teenager, like everything is dramatic. You feel everything so deeply. So that makes sense. Yes. It makes sense. <laughs> Congratulations on being the 2022 Mills and Boone. Is it the Love to Write? You were the, the winner of Love to Write, the competition. Um, yeah. Tell us about that you. experience. Like, how did you hear about it and all just tell us everything because I I try to keep up with these competitions but then sometimes I feel like a lot of times I find out about them at the tail end of it so I'm like how did Faye even know that this was happening oh okay so I think this is like the UK equivalent of Harlequin's oh the mentorship 
Um, yeah, the mentorship one. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the UK equivalent of that. So I think this was back in 2021. Um, I was, and I still am, like a huge reality TV fan. So I was watching Survivor. I was watching international versions of Big Brother. And then I was also watching like Love Island UK. So I follow um, the winner of season five, uh, Amber Rose Gill. And she announced on like Twitter or X um, that um, she was partnering with Mills and Boone to host a competition. Um, so if you wanted to enter, you had to submit the first 5,000 words of a romance novel. And the winner would receive um, like a book contract and a mentorship with a Mills and Boone editor. And you could work with them to like develop your submission into a publishable novel. So I decided to enter because you know I I am a fan of Love Island. Also, I I had read Mills and Boone books before, and I like the romance genre, and I had the writing experience. So I just thought, you know, um, why don't you submit that that Christmas romance story you wrote like last year or something? So. I ended up entering that competition and winning. Wow. Oh my gosh. So like, what were you doing when you got the notification that you won? I honestly can't remember. I think- but what, what, Was the oh. book the Christmas that changed everything? Was that the one that you had submitted? Yeah, I submitted it under a different name. It was called like Thawing for You, like at the time. And it, uh, yeah, it was just this Christmas romance I wanted it to be a novella, so I'd started writing it. I'd got to like maybe 20,000 words and just kind of left it. So then the competition came around. I kind of dusted off that unfinished story and just submitted the first 5,000 words. Um, so when I got told I won the competition, I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of just put it to the back of my mind because I knew I was on the short list, but I didn't want to like... I didn't want to get my hopes up that like I'd won and then just be told I hadn't won. So, you know, I kind of just checked my inbox and saw there was a message um, from one of the editors at Moors and Boone, Hannah, who was the editor for this actual book as well. And she just said she wanted to talk to me. So like I gave her my phone number and we were going to chat the next day, but I was too scared to like ask why we were talking. So I kind of just... Yeah, I kind of just did something else. Um, and then we got on the phone the next morning and she told me that I'd won. And I was just, I think I was so shocked that I didn't really give that stereotypical reaction of like, I don't know. Yeah, I like just wasn't screaming making any noise. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't making any noise, but um, it took a while for it to sink in. Yeah. Wow, wow that's awesome. Well, Tell me, like, your elevator pitch. Like, how would you describe The Christmas That Changed Everything to anybody that hasn't read it yet? Okay, so it's set in London during the Christmas season. There's a toy shop and the perfectionist manager is planning to host a Santa's Grotto extravaganza. But unfortunately, the Santa Claus has fallen ill. So at the last second, she needs a... someone to fill his boots and pretend to be Santa Claus for all the children who are waiting and she has no choice but to ask the grumpy accountant to pretend to be Santa. They have to put their differences aside and team up and they end up falling in love 
in the middle of this chaotic retail setting. Um, I'd describe it as the film Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium with a contemporary rom-com twist. That is how it feels. Like, I I watch, I'm a huge made-for-TV Christmas watcher. Like, this is my time to thrive. And I was like, I could see this as like a Netflix made for TV movie or Hallmark doing it. Like I, it just, it did. And I really loved that it was set in like the retail like space. Like you don't see, I don't, I don't feel like you see a lot of that. You see it of like a lot of like small towns and it's focused on like Christmas tree farms or something like that. And I was like, this feels so, so real, so modern. Um, So let's go back to the beginning stages of the book. Like how did it come to you? Like, were you watching something? Was it the holiday season and you were out and about? Like, how did Naomi and Will, their romance, come to you? Hmm. Oh, I'm like a huge fan of the author, Talia Hibbert. So um, I think I think I'd been reading like some of her books at the time. And I was just thinking, these books are so cute. Like, you should try, you know, maybe following her career path a little bit. Just, just write your own little christmas romance and just put it on amazon so i was thinking okay i want to hit some of these some of these great romance um tropes and niches so make it a christmas romance okay what happens at christmas um santa's grotto oh santa's grotto you know little kids in romance you know you want to pull on the heartstrings and it would be even greater if there was a grumpy santa and then it just kind of snowballs from there is there anything behind the scene like any behind the scenes of writing the book you can share with us like obviously like when were you writing it were you writing it like during the summer and you had to listen to christmas music to like help you get through it like give us a like one behind the scenes fact of of the book i think i wrote this during like 2020 christmas and so I just said to myself, hey, just write 500 words a day and you'll have something by the end of it. Yeah, I was writing my 500 words a day. It was definitely during Christmas. So like I had lots of inspiration around me. I honestly, I feel like it sounds really weird looking back, but I think even like the first draft, there was a bit where like Naomi had just got home and she was like with her friends. And I, I think I made a reference to like Love Island's and it was specifically Amber's season of Love Island. And it was like, you know, Naomi's watching Love Island, blah, blah, blah. Um, Amber's just come back from Casa Amor and she sees Michael standing there. Like, this is a great moment in Love Island history <laughs> if you watch if you watch the show. And so, yeah, it's really crazy that that was in the very first draft. And then, like, years later, I actually ended up winning yeah. a competition that Amber hosted with Mills and Boone. Like, it's very spooky. Wow. It was just made to be. It was made to be, yes. Faye. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite scene in the book? Like that you oh. like writing wise was fun to read or, or fun to write or just like looking back on it now that it's done, you're like, that was a really fun scene. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler. Hopefully it's not, but I think it was a scene where, um, hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's like Naomi and Will. They are um they're running the grotto and naturally they come into like problems and I think well, yeah, I think there's like a little boy who's crying or something and they have to kinda like maybe lean into their 
married couple role a bit to try and bring him some peace. Yeah. And it's it kind of plays on fake dating a little bit and it's like, oh now they're now they're arguing like a married couple. Now they're making up like a married couple. Like it it was it was fun. I was I was giggling and laughing the whole time. I loved the moment where Na- uh, Will has come to Naomi's place and things are happening and it's like her inner her inner thoughts of like is he gonna laugh at the way my the my facial expressions or the way that I moan and I was like I have never actually read this in a romance like somebody being Whoa. real about like the first interaction with somebody and how awkward it can be and even if you've been with somebody for a long time, like, do they actually like the way that, you know, my face looks during this? And I just, I loved that. It felt very, very innocent, very like dead on with like the first experience, intimate experience with somebody. Um, and I just, I loved that. Like, was that something you like were consciously aware that you wanted to put in there or, or what? Oh, Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. First, thanks so much for saying that because I think at the time I was like, hmm, am I am I taking away from the glitz and glamour of no. like romance too much? I was worried, but I'm glad it I'm glad it landed well. Yeah. Um, hmm. I would say it kind of. And when I wrote it, I never approached it um, planning to put that in. But I think I listen to music so much when I write, and I'm a huge Scissor fan. So I don't know if you listen to Scissor or oh, if anyone so listening yeah. does, but I would say Scissor's approach to songwriting is she's very vulnerable and very relatable, um, almost in a way that might seem cringy if you're not a fan because she's just so forthcoming about um, just life as a young woman in the society. So I thought I'm going to try and maybe, you know, channel some of the songwriters that I'm inspired by. And I just thought, yeah, just just put it in, and maybe it will add to the vulnerability that I'm trying to um, convey in the scene. So it I'm did. glad it worked. It did. It did. <laughs> Please keep listening to SZA while you write. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, are you working on anything now that you can tell us about? Um, working on my second Harlequin romance. Um, maybe maybe I return to form a little bit. I mean, it's a royal romance, but okay, yeah, royal romance. But um, also, I've been really inspired by like the dark side of being a child star as well. Yes, so, like, okay. yeah, I feel like I'm drawing on those similarities where you know my hero and heroine they have similar upbringings. Um, it's childhood friends to lovers. Um, still gonna have that contemporary approach as well. Okay, oh, that sounds so good. Um, okay, I have some some like rapid fire round out questions for you. Are you a plotter or a pantser or a mixture of both? Mm, yeah, mixture of both. Planter. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This may be Talia Hubbard, but who is one of your most read authors? Oh, um, Alyssa Cole. Oh, I love her. Yes. Where has she yes. been? We, I feel like we haven't had a new Alyssa Cole in a while. I'm sure she's working, but, you know, she's no. also has some thrillers. I love how versatile she is. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, What's one of your favorite romance tropes to read? 
I'm very toxic. I love enemies to lovers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Such a beloved trope. Okay. Um, what's one of your last, and it doesn't have to be this year. It can be previous year, whatever. One of your last unput downable reads. Oh, okay. Um, last. Um, hmm. I think I'm really into fantasy at the moment. So I say like The Poppy Wall by R.F. Kwong. I think that's okay. her name. But yeah. Okay. The Poppy Wall. And where can everyone keep up with you online? Um. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Faya Champong or um, TikTok. Faye, you're so quiet. You're, you are, the letters you are. Um. And I'm on Twitter slash X with the same handle. So Faye, you're so quiet. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I have links to where everybody can get their copy of The Christmas That Changed Everything. I'm so excited for more people to read it. And then you guys have to hit me up so that we can talk about Naomi and Will. It's just so fantastic. Thank you, Faye, for chatting with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so fun. <laughs>